Charlie Brown? He's doing the chop, baby! Oh, no! What is this, 1984? I just rambled for 20 minutes and deleted it. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode nine. I mean, what are we at the end of May? Follow me on Instagram. It's just hard to keep track of time during a pandemic. Follow me on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know, Facebook page. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Unreasonable Doubt merchandise is available on an online store. Click the link in the show notes or don't. It's the end of May, I think. I'm looking at the calendar on the computer. That's what it says. And so, rapidly approaching TBT, right? If you've forgotten, and you probably, I I don't know why you would have forgotten, other than the pandemic, Best Virginia, back for year two, hosting games at the Charleston Civic Center, Charleston Recreational Arena. I don't know what it's called, but it's being hosted in July and announcements are being made. The team is coming into shape and we've got new blood for Best Virginia. Three new guys so far added to the roster that was not on the roster last year. Addition one, Daxter Miles Jr., Four-year starter for West Virginia. Now he's playing in the G League. Dax is going to be the youngest guy on the roster. He played most recently in the G League for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Like the Mad Ants, the maddest of ants. He's averaged 15 points a game this season. He got traded from the Northern Arizona Suns to the Mad Ants. And when he was at the Northern Arizona Suns, he put 32 on the Lakeland Magic. So 32 in a G League game, not too shabby. Great addition to the roster. Love Daxter Miles Jr. Next, new guy. Love this guy too. No surprise. Tariq Phillip, joining Best Virginia, combo guard Tariq Phillip. He played this season on the same team as Devin Williams in Turkey. He's also played in Hungary, Spain. He's also played in the G League. League. He played for the Memphis Hustle, was briefly with the Washington Wizards before going to Turkey with Devin Williams. And so, love me. Some Tariq Phillip, great defense, clutch performer. Tariq Phillip joins the team. Are you sitting down for the third edition? 
for me, it's the best addition. And I've told you I love the other two guys. But I'm super excited about this guy joining the roster. He was actually on another TB team last year. He's on Best Virginia this year. Jonathan Holton. That Jonathan Holton. Jonathan Holton, only with West Virginia for two seasons, but at the peak of press Virginia, John Holton, uh, you know, Truck Truck Bryant, his energy is unmatched, but John Holton may have something to say about energy being unmatched, because that's what I think about with him, unbridled energy. He's played overseas. He's played in Argentina. He's played in Estonia. I think I'm saying that right. Estonia? I'd like to ask John Holton where Estonia is at. If if I had to guess, it's a landlocked country in Eastern Europe. And it's landlocked between Stankonia and Apollonia. That's just, but that's not, that's nonsense. But three great additions. John Holton, Daxter Miles, Tariq Phillip, and those guys are joining returners. John Flowers, been on this podcast. Kevin Jones, been on this podcast. Jawan Staten, been on this podcast. Devin Williams, been on this podcast. Guys, I'd love to have one. Nathan Adrian. Deshaun Butler, that Deshaun Butler, like right below Jerry West in WVU history, Deshaun Butler. So that's nine on the roster. Last year, they ran it with 10 guys. So based on that roster, uh, maybe there'll be one more addition. Check out the final forecast. They're dropping these announcements on the podcast as well on as on Twitter about who's who's joining the team. So we'll find out hopefully soon if there's going to be another guy. Who could it be? Based on the current roster, my guess is that they need another guard. So who could it be? Uh, I'll just throw some names out there under the assumption that it needs to be a WVU alum. You know, maybe... I mentioned them earlier, maybe media mogul, Mr. Unmatched Truck Bryant. Maybe he joins the roster. A guy I'm thinking about that didn't play guard, but he was he was as tall as a tall guard. Cam Thurman. <laughs> Out of the spotlight, don't know what's going on with Cam Thurman. Don't know if he's in basketball shape. Definitely not playing professional basketball. But are you, you're asking me, hey, Josh, who do you want to see on a West Virginia alumni team? My answer to you, Cam Thurman. So maybe we can get him on the team. The 10th man. The Christian Leitner. Cam could be the Christian Leitner of the dream team. The, the best Virginia dream team. Throw Cam Thurman on there. What about another guy who was on last year's team, Jay Sean Page? Maybe he'll be added. Maybe Cam Thurman, if you're asking me. Maybe Tavon Myers. Tavon Myers was on the team last year. Maybe he'll run it back. Another guy you need to think about is Cam Thurman. 
Maybe he's available. What about Casey Mitchell? Uh, that's another Final Four guy, Casey Mitchell. Maybe Chase Harler. Recently graduated, starting a business in Wheeling involving basketball. How about, and I'm just throwing out names, there's no wrong answers. When you're spitballing, there's no wrong answers. How about Cam Thurman? Okay? Hear me out. Cam, great passer. Passes like a guard. Gives you toughness. Uh, plays the three minutes that you would want a 10th man to play or, or fill in if somebody's in foul trouble. How about Johnny West? If we're looking at guards, again, going back to the Final Four team, Johnny West. What about Cam Thurman? Has anybody mentioned Cam Thurman? Recent graduate, Jermaine Haley. Maybe Jermaine Haley would want to run it with the TBT team. Has anybody mentioned Cam Thurman? Anyways, this is scheduled for July 24th to 26th. And so with all this excitement that I have about Best Virginia, what's also mixed in with that, of course, is pandemic. You know, NASCAR is open, okay? <laughs> I think Phil Mickelson's playing golf tomorrow with Tiger Woods and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So golf is kind of open. They're playing soccer in Europe. Don't see any basketball right yet. And if it exists, I'm not paying attention to it. Not happening in the United States of America because pandemic. So no news from TBT saying that the that the event is off. You know, what I did here that's off is the big three is going to take a rain check. Now, the big three was talking about doing like a... <laughs> I And... Early on in this pandemic and during quarantine, I was hearing Big Three doing a Big Brother type show where they get a big mansion, invite the guys in, test everybody as they come in. They have to stay in the house and uh, and then film them playing basketball. Uh, they've, gone, they've taken a rain check on that. <laughs> and that would have been the best show, right? So... There's no basketball NBA's talking about, hey, everybody, let's go to Disney World and play out the season. Like, that's a thing that's actually being discussed. I don't know, man, or woman. I'm hopeful that TBT will happen. And, but my excitement, of course, with everything, is also a side dish of, of skepticism. Because pandemic. But right now it's on. TBT? More like TBD. Am I right? <laughs> Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime Creative Group. Dyer. Because... That's the last name of David Dyer, the founder of Dyer Prime Creative Group. Prime. 
Prime because it sounds cool. Prime because there's a R in Prime and there's a R in Dire. Prime like Optimus Prime. Prime like Prime numbers. Prime numbers are cool. And I'm sure there's a better reason <laughs> why it's Prime. Creative. This is the key part. They're very creative. They can help you come up with a design, a graphic design, and put that design on a t-shirt, on a sticker. They can embroider your design or whatever you want. Very creative. And group because there's more than one person at Dyer Prime Creative Group. So call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The last dance is over. Oh, man. That's been mandatory appointment viewing on Sunday nights. Relishing in 90s NBA basketball. Through the lens of Michael Jordan. Really enjoyed it. Understand what it what it was. All right. <laughs> Not the most. Um, what's the right word? Unbiased viewpoint, but still enjoyable nevertheless. Good music, good highlights. It's fun watching '90s NBA basketball and watch watching Michael Jordan do his thing. And more appreciation for that as I get older. With most things, was not a fan. Was not a big fan of Michael Jordan in the middle of his run. <laughs> big fan of Scottie Pippen. Enjoyed me some Scottie Pippen. Michael Jordan. More appreciation over time. But what I saw during the last dance that really brought me joy was seeing. The Seattle Supersonics represented because Jordan <laughs> Jordan defeated them with ease in the 96 NBA Finals. One of the best, well, one of the most meme-worthy reactions, you know, one of the best moves of the last dance was giving Michael Jordan an iPad to listen to somebody, watch, have him watch somebody talk and having Michael Jordan react to that person talking. In this realm, regarding the Sonics, it was Gary Payton talking about guarding Jordan in the 96 Finals, and he did a good job with them. Uh, Michael Jordan was not interested in hearing that, and actually, it it elicited one of the biggest laughs from Michael Jordan. (laughs) Listening to confident Gary Payton talk about he was... He was uh, doing a good job on on Jordan in the finals. And in general, Jordan extremely dismissive of the glove. But the Seattle Supersonics, still my favorite team. On On my lock screen, I still have their logo. They do not exist right now. They make the 96 finals. They don't have the awesome uniforms. With like the like the like I don't know what like a sash across the front with in capital letters Sonics with a green sash 
Instead, it was darker green, red, which is an abomination for a Seattle Sonics uniform. And that's what they wore in the 96 finals. And of course, they make the finals the year that Jordan comes back, 72 win Bulls. As you watched in the last dance, spoiler alert, uh, first finals appearance since Michael Jordan's father passed away, clinched the NBA Finals Championship on Father's Day. Really wasn't the Sonics year, right? Uh, But regarding the last dance, I saw Gary Payton. Can we not get Sean Kemp? Regardless of your, your what's happened in Sean Kemp's personal history, Let's get him on the last dance. He was good in the NBA Finals and a good basketball player until, you know, the other stuff. But love Gary Payton. Love Sean Kemp. Love the Seattle Supersonics. And I'm thinking, why, how did I get drawn, even as a young kid, uh, a teenager, to the Seattle Supersonics? And I've been thinking about it, and hear me out on this, and this this might be painful to talk about. For some, it doesn't bother me as much. But I can draw comparisons of the 1994 Seattle Supersonics, two years before they made the finals, to the 2007 WVU football team. Hear me out. And it's not a great... For WVU fans, talking about the 2007 season, uh, not something people want to talk about because of how painful it is. But hear me out. First, the Sonics, 1994. You watch the last dance. You know Jordan's out of basketball, playing baseball. Wide open path for for the NBA championship. And the Sonics were great that year number one seed in the west they had 63 wins that's not 72 but if you're a 60 plus win team you're a really good nba team all right number one seed in the west they made the western conference finals in 1993 and got to the and got there and lost a charles barkley and phoenix in game seven They were the number one seed that year. So Phoenix had the home court advantage, won at home in game seven. So Sonics go into the playoffs. First round, they play a 42-win Denver team. And they play 82 games. So they're barely above 500, this Denver team. All right, and this is before the powder blue. This was dark blue, I think, like gold, big, bold, uh, letters saying Nuggets, all right? Denver's come a long way in their jerseys. This was when the first round was a best of five series. So Seattle, obviously the home team for the first two games, win those games easily up 2-0. Lose two games in Denver, all right? But you're the number one seed, 63-win team. You get the deciding game game five at home all right and this was a nail biter all the way all right goes into overtime and seattle loses in overtime 
to the Denver Nuggets, and you've seen the video. Mutombo on his back, squeezing the basketball like a vice in delight. Seattle loses to Robert Pack. <laughs> NBA not legend Robert Pack kills him in game five. So as a Sonics fan, nightmare gut punch. Everything set up for the Sonics to be where the Rockets ended up being, making it to the finals. And you roll the dice in the finals against whoever you'd play. I guess that year it was the Knicks. All right. Now, West Virginia University, 2007 football. They have one loss, wide open path for the national championship. West Virginia is 10 and 1. They are number 2 in the country going into the last game of season of, of the season. And this was at a time where whatever that BCS system if you were number 1 and number 2 in that system, you played in the national championship. So it was all set up. West Virginia wins their last game of the season. They're playing in the national championship, right? The year before, West Virginia come off of a Sugar Bowl win. When Pat White was a freshman, Steve Slayton was a freshman. And they only had one loss. Won the Sugar Bowl in Atlanta because of Hurricane Katrina. And beat Georgia in the Georgia Dome. So that happened the previous season. So another year for Pat White, another year for Steve Slayton. Had the bump in the road early in the season against South Florida, but win the rest of their games. The week before their last game, they put 66 points on UConn. And UConn was ranked. This was when Connecticut, their football program, was not bad. <laughs> they were decent, okay? So go into the last game at home. And who they got? They got a four-win pit team. All right? Now, this is different than Denver in that Pitt is a rival. But it's a home game against Pittsburgh. And you know what happened. <laughs> West Virginia loses 13-9. Beat by Dave Wanstead. And LaShawn McCoy. And LaShawn McCoy, decent NFL running back. All right. And they and Dave Wanstead's plan was let's give it to that guy 600 times and hold the ball. And it worked. Beat WVU 13 9. So that was a nightmare gut punch, followed by a second nightmare gut punch when the head coach disappeared to, to play or to be a head coach at Michigan. And then followed by, you know, people talk about the 2008 Fiesta Bowl in glowing terms. The pregame speech by Coach Bill Stewart. The big run by Owen Schmidt beating a Oklahoma team. But that's a mild salve <laughs> on two nightmare gut punches in a short amount of time. 
So it felt nice in the moment. What you get is like a trophy for the Fiesta Bowl. It's not like a chance to win the national championship, okay? So what I'm, I tell you all that to say, I'm not saying that the 1994 Seattle Supersonic season was prophecy for the 2007 WVU football season. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm not not saying that the 1994 Seattle Supersonic season was prophecy for the 2007 WVU football season. Okay? Does that make sense? Final thoughts coming up. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. What are you doing during this pandemic to help with your anxiety if you have anxiety about a global pandemic? I've told you some of the things I've been doing. I'm eating obscene amounts of food. I'm trying to consume what little bit of sports adjacent things are out there. I've been watching The Wire. I watched Magnolia last night. Listen, don't... (laughs) This is weird because I really enjoyed Magnolia for the period of time in my life. Magnolia is not held up very well. (laughs) And on top of that... It's like one of the longest movies of all time, okay? I don't know. I'm going out on a limb and saying that. Anyways, the things you do, right? But I've reached a new level of weird in reducing anxiety or dealing with anxiety during this pandemic. I'm at the play the original SimCity level of quarantine. (laughs) You know, back, like... Uh, if computers in 1989 there was like to to bring up a game I think you had the, like a black screen and you had to type in like simcity.exe or whatever and then simcity would come on <laughs> anyways the internet archive exists and you can play on your chromebook on your on your computer you can play you some SimCity from 1989, right? You set up your commercial district. It's so easy. I mean, the roads are impossible to to lay out without it letting you know that there's traffic issues in your city. So much water. You know, you the 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 terrain comes up and there's so much water, you know? And yet, and I don't want to tell you how long I've played SimCity. What I will tell you is, I was on the precipice of my city getting to 100,000 citizens. 
All right, and I'm not bragging, but that takes a lot of SimCity years to get there. All right, from from scratch. Right. Anyways, what level are you at? <laughs> what are you doing to for yourself uh, <laughs> for your mental health during quarantine? Let me know. Are you doing SimCity? Are you going on Internet Archive and playing SimCity or Oregon Trail or whatever? You don't have to tell me. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox. Leave a review. Had a nice review recently that I shared on the internet. It was very, very kind words. Put five stars on the review on Apple Podcasts and, and leave a review. It could be mean. But if you do five stars, I'll get a laugh reading it. You know? I mean, it's not about me. Anyways, until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2020-2021 season. There's zero and zero.